Hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Hugh Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, I am live from Las Vegas and I am super excited. I've had a great time. Uh, this is uh, a day three conversation with my man Rob Tate from Jernia. If you walk through here at all, you see Jernia everywhere because they sponsored the Wi Fi. So I had to find this guy and find out what Jernia does. And, um, you know, why they were so eager uh, to be here and, you know, sponsor the Wi-Fi. And they, I found out uh, they've got some really cool stuff going on. And uh, they have a way to help you with your retention strategy and uh, identify when your customers are shopping. Uh, this is a really cool conversation. Uh, you're going to forgive some of the background noise, some of the audio quality, because, again, we are recording these episodes live in Las Vegas. And there's people walking in and out of the rooms and there's stuff going on. And uh, we tried to find as quiet a room as possible. So, again, uh, thank you, audience, for uh, being patient with me on this. But there's some really good content in here from start to finish. So I really want you to uh, enjoy this conversation. This conversation would not be possible without my sponsors and Smart Choice, Canopy Connect, and CoverDesk. Please go check them out. Uh, they are amazing sponsors and they really support me and I, and I really appreciate them uh, getting me here and sponsoring me here and being a part of this with me. So please go check out their websites, tell them the mayor since you get a demo or, you know, talk to them about what it looks like to uh, be a part of what they're doing. Uh, Smart Choice, CoverDesk and Canopy Connect. Uh, thank you guys so much. So again, guys, great conversation today. Rob Tate. Jornaya, sit back, enjoy my conversation with Rob Tate. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are again live at InsureTech Connect, uh, day three today. And I'm sitting here with my new friend, Rob Tate from Jornaya, correct? No, Jornaya. You got it, Jornaya. You nailed it. First I've been try. practicing it. Yes. So it wasn't first try, but uh, on, the, on the air it was. So uh, I should have left that alone. Dude. I thought I got it right. But Jornaya, um, and tell me, uh, first of all, what do you think about the conference? Is this your first time to be here? It's been great. Yeah, so this is my first time at this event, but we've attended as a business for, for many years, and okay. I'm glad to be a part of the action this time around. It's a lot. It is. Man, it's a lot. I have uh, I've ever seen this many insurance people gathered in one space before. It's a little so scary, huh? It is a little scary. Well, and I tell you, kudos to the people that put the event together, because yeah. I know in years past, I've heard it was nine, ten thousand 10,000 people, yeah. and I heard they were targeting four or 5,000 this year, and yeah. I can believe they got there, just oh, because sure. it's been a really lively crew and a bunch of great, great networking opportunities with, with, a, with, a, with a lot of attendees, so. It really has. Hard. You know, that being said, what are you hoping to get out of InsureTech Connect? You know, for us, it's a few things. One, we've got some great customers that are here that we love oh, to cool. meet uh, yeah. and, and learn about what they've got going on. Um, two, you know, because we're a part of the in insurance technology and data community, we want to hear what else is going on, you yeah. know, and how we can integrate and, and what are the latest and greatest uh, things that are happening. But we're especially happy to be here, too, now for the first time as part of the Verisk family. So we were acquired back in December of last year. And so it's been great meeting with some of those customers as well yeah. and understanding some of the use cases and seeing that, you know, live action as we're talking to so many people that are here. So a whole host of meetings and other things we're trying to do, but I would say top three for me fall into those, those categories. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
So as the audience is listening, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about first what Jornaya is and then maybe what that looked like when you partnered with Varus. Yeah. Yeah. So at Jornaya, our mission is really at the highest level uh, to help create great customer experiences, customers and prospects that are driven by the most timely and relevant interactions and always thinking through privacy. And so the way that we do that is from a data perspective uh, and being able to provide insights very early on in a customer's journey or buying process to identify when they're actively in market, when they're shopping for products and services that for this audience, these carriers care a lot about. And that spans personal lines, whether it's property and casualty life or even health. You know, wouldn't you love to know when your best customers and prospects are, are out shopping and when you're competing sure. for their business? It definitely changes your, narr- your narrative when you're talking to them and what types of questions you're asking them and things like that. It does, yeah. And especially, again, with, with this audience and with the broader set of various solutions where so many are familiar with how data drives underwriting and all the way through claims. Sure. And so what we're doing here with Verisk and with this audience is saying, hey, let's let's elevate that conversation a little bit earlier, again, in the customer journey or, or higher up the funnel. Um, and, and not only those kind of signals or triggers into when people are shopping, but just more intelligence around their marketing, around their lead buys sure. and, and compliance too. So tell me your your journey to get here. So how long have you been with Jornaya? Where did you come from? Yeah. Give us a little history. So I've been with Jornaya for a long time, almost five months. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, I've been close. In startup to, land, that's a long time. Yeah, it is. But we, um, you know, I've been close to the business for for many years and, you know, always admired the, the leadership and, and what they were doing in the marketplace and okay. in the, the markets and the customers that I served over the last, you know, 14 years with my former company. The Venn diagram certainly overlapped quite a few times. And, sure. you know, most of my experience has been um, in data and in, in software and engaging mainly with enterprise companies. Um, Insurance has always been an industry that I've spent a lot of time in, uh, but especially others that are are highly regulated, more sophisticated, like banking, like energy and utilities. Sure. Um, So that's where I've spent most of my time over the last decade or so. And so what what drew you to working here? What was the, the, the hook that got you to say, I wanna go work there? I think three things. I was just a really good recruiter. (laughs) Well, it was a really good recruiter um, in in the form of our leader uh, of the business now, Matt Lohman, actually. But I I would really start with the people, Um, you know, people that are that are focused on continuing to build a great culture around our customers and how we help them be successful. Uh, But that's just driven great performance for the business. Sure. And a lot of innovation too. And so whether you work backward or forward on those three things, that definitely was what got me excited about it. And I think, you know, what got Veris excited about um, acquiring the business as well. So a lot of, a lot of validation there. Yeah, there's a, uh, a fun problem that you're solving there with uh, trying to figure out when your customers are shopping. How did mm-hmm. they come up with that? Have you heard that story? Or? I have, yeah. So if you go back, and I'll, I'll keep it brief, but if you go yeah. back to our inception, uh, the problem that we really set out to solve initially was more transparency and trust in this performance marketing area. So when you think about all these entities that are buying and selling leads, uh, it can be a risky business at times with a lot of unknowns. And so really the first, uh, the first objective was to provide some transparency there where we could attach a lead identifier, a lead ID uh, to these leads that were being bought and sold to say, 
hey, is this actually Heath that filled out the form? How long was he on it? Okay. Do we have proper consent? Um, who else has this lead been sold to? And in doing that, in a niche market, we really established ourselves as a leader, um, but established this prolific and proprietary network of now more than 55,000 of these comparison shopping sites that gives us the ability to witness all these, all these shopping events firsthand. Um, so Impressive. it really is. So kudos to the team that helped and the customers that, that you know, showed us that path along the way. Uh, but it creates a, a ton of value for our clients and some great insights that are unique to us. You know, there's no one else yeah. that has that's tapped into all these, uh, you know, this vast network that we've grown over time and we're glad to be here. That's all. I mean, it really blows my mind some of the stuff that you guys can do. And we've talked about already off air, but from the, thought, the thought that I had was interesting was you guys are, your client, your end client result, or your end is, you work with carriers. We do. So tell me about that as opposed to going straight to working with agents or working with the boots on the ground as far as whether they're captive or independent. Yeah, so, you know, captive agent models and, and direct-to-consumer are really where we provide the most value. And if you consider the data sets that these clients manage, they're large, right? Uh, a bunch of customers, big marketing databases, folks that they've engaged with in the past. And frankly, the, the bigger that data set is, the more value that we can provide. Sure. And so we're proud of a lot of the partnerships that we've managed that serve, you know, other constituents in, in, the, in the value chain. But that's really our sweet spot are these big carriers across personal lines. That And what you're going to them with is, what's your pitch to them? Like, uh, if they're listening right now, what would be your, what are you saying to them to get them to come to your platform? Yeah, it's, it's really where the conversation started around how we can provide the earliest indicators yeah. that your customers and prospects are shopping. And then being able to provide all the intelligence around that, 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 that frankly, no one else can. Um, and then what are you, what are they doing with that information? Are they sharing that with their agents or are they sharing that with just their internal team to be able to say, here's the indicators of when they're shopping? Yeah, both, both. So most often it's us helping them navigate the way that they engage their customers, the way they market, and even their technology ecosystem as well. So the data is great but we really invest in making sure that our customers are prepared to execute against that. Yeah. How are you running your marketing campaigns today? What technology do you use to do that? And at what frequency, how are you considering consumer privacy and, and how they prefer to engage? So those are all things that we help our customers sort out because the last thing that we want is to provide these great insights. Yeah. And then they look at each person the same. This, this data is unique and we want to make sure that we help our clients execute that way. Okay, because that information is very valuable to know when, you know, they're out to market. And I know when I was a producer, I loved to have known that information. No you kidding. Know, is there a way that the that user could find that information out, uh, an agent or a producer? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So whenever we're providing this data um, to, to our clients, they're yeah. distributing that downstream in any okay. number of ways. So whether it is a corporate marketing campaign or an insight that they provide to an agency or an individual, they, you know, they have the technology in place to, to do that. Okay. Well, I noticed you guys have uh, been sponsored, you know, or sponsored several things out here. Yeah. So I'm, that must be good for business. Things are going well and you guys are. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to our marketing team, everybody yeah. back at home office. So we, uh, we did sponsor Wi-Fi uh, yeah, for the team. And so every, everybody sees it and, 
we uh we, it's we the passcode you got it yeah so awesome. we, we love seeing the the Janaya and the virus brands out there um awesome. got some great coverage so yeah we're there we're, we've got a booth in the exhibit hall and are excited this afternoon to have uh to host a panel with Deidre uh from yeah i was gonna OnStar. ask you about that if you'll tell me about that um yeah, you're speaking track three with OnStar and the, the Mile Auto. Tell me about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you got it. So we, the, the theme is insurance shopping post-pandemic and really acknowledging that the consumer experience and expectation has changed. And as insurers and as marketers, as carriers, our, our behavior should change as well. And just to back that up a bit from a data perspective, um, you know, we've seen online shopping activity more than double in the last two years from, from 19 to 21. And while that's leveled off a bit, the new normal that, that everybody talks about is still about a 20% growth rate year over year, which against the 10% benchmark is, is really strong. Yeah, I was about to say, what is that benchmark around 10? Yeah, you got it. So, you know, more people are shopping or more people are shopping online or more people are spending more time online shopping, but we've got to understand that and react to it. We're going to talk about that with Deidre and Fred this afternoon, but a couple of the other cool themes that'll come up are around UBI, usage-based insurance, yeah. telematics, privacy and security and what information we capture and why and, and their points of view. So they're uh, they're a, a great pair and, and really looking forward to the session. What all information do you ask for? It's pretty simple information, right? Yeah, so for us, we really abstract ourselves from any raw PII. So when we're deploying our application, we do not require any sensitive data. It's all hashed on the client side. Yeah. And so when we're thinking through these types of, of solutions, it's always with privacy by design. Um, but when we, when we talk about this afternoon, what the audience will hear from the group is how differently OnStar looks at capturing every bit of information they can compared to a mile auto who all they really want to know is what does that odometer look like at the end of every month? Right. That, that's all they want. That's all they need. And a cool use case is for them, their customers span the very cost conscious consumer that only wants to pay for what they used in this yeah. UBI model up to their, their product that they deploy for Porsche insurance, where um, they don't want to know how often you're driving your Porsche at a high speed or short turns or, or fast braking. Yeah, exactly. They don't so, want to know that. Right. They, they want you to drive that performance car like it was designed to be driven. Uh, to, to be driven. Yeah. Not, not to penalize their customers for that. Well, that's cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And so you're all getting some of the same information, but using it in a totally different way. Yeah. And so, again, for us, it's, you know, the, the talk track this afternoon is evolving a bit beyond um, online consumer shopping into some of these other use cases that are near and dear to, to Fred and Deidre. Um, you know, for us, we're not collecting or, or requiring any of that information per se, but just excited to see our panelists take that conversation in a different direction. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah. I'll definitely go check that out. Um, but we talked about what you saw this year. You've seen some changes. What do you, do you have any predictions for that Janaya might have? what you're going to see next year and the year after and how you guys are working with that. Yeah, I think we're going to see 
data continue to proliferate how marketers and big businesses make decisions. And that's not a new thing, right? Sure. But there are lots of themes out there around how, how clients are leveraging big customer data platforms to make the best use of all that information. And I expect that all these trends that we've seen around privacy and data security are gonna to continue to end up on, on executives' radars. Um, we saw the first bit of international regulation with the GDPR when it passed in the EU back in um, 2018. Right. We saw a similar version of that within California and their CCPA uh, more recently. And we just continue to see that again proliferate across you know, many other states and many other use cases that impact how we manage, how we process data, how we consider it sensitive and, you know, while that's been kind of a back office risk management um, sure. line of thinking in the past, consumers are becoming more aware of these regulations, the risk that comes along with the data breach and the rights that they have as a consumer. And we expect that we're going to see more and more brands figure out how to how to leverage trust to drive that as an advantage for their business and not just a not just a checkbox. Yeah, I like that, you know, because there is still that relationship factor, that still that trust factor, even though you got the data, you've got all that, you still have to prove to them that, you know, you're a trustworthy exactly. person to do business with. Yeah, you nailed it. And for a long time, that was just, do we have an updated privacy policy? But more right. and more that's coming to life in how, how you actually use the data, how you actually engage me, how is that different? from your competitors and others in the marketplace. So um, consumers are looking at it very differently. And I think, uh, I, I know our customers are as well. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, really cool what you guys are doing. And this partnership's still new with Veris. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more coming down the pipe y'all could do. You know, you got the two of y'all together. Yeah. Um, is there anything you can talk to, but, you know, maybe what you guys do have coming down the pipe? Yeah, that, yeah. You know, well, not to give away the secret sauce of or course. anything. But. Of course. Well, a couple things. One, and this is all, you know, public knowledge, Virisk has, has grown a lot through acquisitions over the years, and, and we're a part of that story. We're excited to have recently announced the acquisition of a, of a company called Contact State in the UK. Yeah. So a uh, very similar business model to ours, a, a very sharp team with some great customers and just a great opportunity for us to continue to expand internationally. And I know for us, this is Verisk's first foray into the marketing solutions world. And so we're just excited to continue to build out uh, that, that offering and that solution set around what we have today and around the team we've got today. So, so more of that to come. What is Contact State? Very similar business to ours. So if you imagine, a, you know, us as a company here in the U.S. that provided that level of transparency around performance marketing and these lead buys, they've really started to do the, to do the same thing over the last couple of years in the U.K. and then moving that beyond the U.K. into, into So Europe. it's very similar, just more of a global. And you, it. you guys be able to expand your footprint. Exactly. That's exactly. awesome. Yeah. Um, so what I'm understanding, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, anytime someone goes, I'm a consumer and I go online and shop Geico.com, that's going to show up in your data. Or if I see a lead email that comes through and I click on that and I fill out, I'm interested in saving 15% on my insurance or mm -hmm. whatever, that's what's showing up on your data, correct? More commonly, those comparison shopping sites. You okay. know, so if I'm going out to a, a site where my goal is to lower my bills, right? And I share oh, okay. certain, certain information. Like about Credit myself. Karma, maybe. You or, got it. Yeah, the, yeah. Those types of sites is where, are where 
um, we're gaining these insights and being able to okay so not necessarily from the progressive websites or the geico websites or one of those is more from those other ones you nailed it yeah. got it okay that makes sense to me now um and so man um is there let me see here so if there's any advice that you could give to a lot of my you know my listeners are uh, insurance producers pnc agents independent captive uh it stretches the gamut uh, a lot of carrier reps too is there any advice you could give to agents you know, uh, as they're going through this process of shopping or preventing their clients from or yeah. retention strategies, anything like that. Yeah. Well, and this is a, a, a I'll give a brief kind of personal story from, from a different industry. But I love it. One of one of the best business professionals I've ever worked with was a real estate agent. And uh, this this guy who's become a, a friend of me over the years was it really seemed like he was in the information business, yeah. right? It was really about him giving me all the information I, I could gather to make the best buying decision I could. And uh, I remember he said to me one time, Rob, my job is not to sell you a house. I don't have a house. I don't own a house. You know, my job is to help guide you through a buying process so that you can make the best decision you can. And I think just acknowledging that our consumers have access to so much information, you know, and in some cases more than we do, you know, sure. as agents and as, and as sellers, uh, as far as these comparison shopping experiences go, they see competitive intel, they've, they've got it all. How do we really consider more what their buying experience is like and help them get through that and maybe depart a bit from what we're trying to accomplish from a sales experience. Right. So, that's something, you know, I guess more personal to me but where I see a parallel here with, again, what we can now do from a, from a data perspective and, and customer engagement point of view. Yeah. So it's, you know, utilizing the, the technology, but also realizing there's still a relationship there. There's Absolutely. still sales, you know, tactics there. Um, that's really good. Um, again, man, I, I really appreciate just coming and hanging out. Um, me too get a few minutes in here because it's so much going on out there. You know, it's, I know it's, I might it's hang hard out here for a couple more yeah. hours. It, it's really tough to, to just get into a conversation. So it's nice. And I wanted to share with my audience, you know, a large perspective. I kept seeing Janiah everywhere. And so I was glad that we were able to, to sit there. If you, if you come to this conference, you know, hopefully you'll come back in the future. Uh, you'll see Janiah everywhere. I'm sure that'll grow. You know, Janiah, Varys, the whole you know, maybe we'll see some contact state stuff too. So that's the plan. Yeah. And again, your uh, marketing team's done a great job. They really have. They, they've they've, done a great they've job. worked hard and put us in a great position. We're grateful yeah. for that. Well, thank you so much again. Yeah. Great to see you. Yeah. Enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with us today in Insurance Town. I really hope that the conversation that we brought you today made you a better insurance professional. I can't thank the folks at uh, InsureTech Connect. Uh, for hosting me and allowing me to have some space uh, in the media room or take my microphone around the expo hall or hang out in the hallways with uh, a camera and a microphone. I really had a good time. And guys, uh, if you have any ideas about the show uh, or about how these came out, I want to hear about it. Email me at heath at insuranctownpodcast.com. I want to hear your feedback and what you think about these episodes. If you'd like to get in touch with, with any of my guests that have been here, please reach out and do that. Let them know that you heard about them on my show. And I really want to be able to do this again next year. I had such a good time learning and bringing tech back to Insurance Town and introducing it to you. So uh, please let me know what you think about it. 
And um, I really enjoyed uh, this episode. So uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And I cannot wait to hang out with you again next week. Oh, here we have an episode Thursday. Ha, ha, ha.